we've just heard about how words represent seeds. There are four things I'd like to talk about today. Words represent seeds. Words release power. Words reveal the heart. And words reshape destinies. So we'll see how far we can go through in the time we have. Now, in Matthew 13, that has already been read. It says, the farmer went out to sow. And he sowed seeds. So I've got some seeds here. So as he sowed seeds, the Bible says, some fell by the wayside. So let's make that the wayside. Some fell on stony ground. Some fell among thorns. Let's make this one the good soil. And all these places represented or represent to us different conditions. My emphasis today is not so much on the soil, but on the seed. The fact that words represent seeds and words bring forth out of them a fruit. So a plant germinates that brings forth fruit. So words, God's word and our words sometimes fall on different soils. Now we're all a product of the things we've been hearing and the things that have been sown into our lives, both the good, the bad, and in between. In the power of the sower, we see how the seed goes into the soil, germinates, and brings forth fruit in the good soil. Jesus teaches us in the parable that the seed contains in it life. It contains in it the capacity to bring forth what you cannot always see with the naked eye. And so are our words. Because just as the parable of the sower tells us, the seed is sown in different conditions of soil, so also are the things we say. The things we say are words. And the words we speak find themselves landing in different conditions of hearts. Now you and I, over, the, over our years, would have heard some words that would have brought us life and other words that would have also discouraged us. Did you know that it's been proven that if anybody was brought up in an environment where they heard positive words, words of affirmation, words of faith, words that assure them you can do it, their brain begins to work a certain way. And they begin to think creatively. They begin to think that it is possible. But if people are also brought up in an environment where they are told you can't do this, here we don't think, no, you can't do this. There's no opportunity. You're of no good. Some way, somehow, the brain shuts off and it's no longer as creative as it should be. And these are universal truths because God created us in his image. And the way God created us, he gave man the power to speak. And we'll come to that a little later as we go through. So, Words represent seeds. Just hold the thought as we continue. The next passage I've got here is under the next point. Words release power. Do you mind if we say it together? Words release power. Say it like you, you believe it. Words release power. Okay? 
Proverbs chapter 8, verse 21. Many of you would know that by heart. It tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. He says, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. What he's implying by that is that God has put in our, in our mouths the power to speak words. And as we speak these words, they either bring forth life or they bring forth death. Jesus said in John 6, 63, when he was speaking to his disciples, he said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So remember, the first point was that words represent seeds. Do you mind if we shout it out together? Words represent seeds. So every time we're speaking, we're sowing. We're sowing. We're sowing as we're speaking to ourselves or to others. I come speaking today, I'm sowing a seed. And there are different heart conditions here. And I trust that all of us are good soil today. Words release power. As Jesus said, the words I speak are spirit and life. Now, if we look at Proverbs 18.21 a bit, a bit closer, he says, death and life is in the power of our tongue. Just tell somebody there's power in your tongue. Okay, I know you did it because I asked you to do it. Now do it. <laughs> do it as if you believe it. Tell them. There's power in your tongue. There's power in what you say. There's power in what we say. Because words release power. Now, is the power of life or the power of death? If you keep saying to yourself, I am of no good, you may never lift your full potential in Christ. Because you keep speaking words of death over you. And there are some of you here today who have had experience where you've been brought up and told you are of no good. You're stupid. You would amount to nothing. Unfortunately, in school, some teachers tell children you would amount to nothing. You cannot do this. You're limited. And therefore, people limit themselves because words have been sown into their heart. And unfortunately, bad words release power as well. And sometimes it's lodged in good soil in our hearts. And it grows and gives us a mindset that indeed we are stupid. That's why some of us actually say, I am stupid. You say that about yourself. Some actually say, I'm a fool. That is not good. But there's a chance, there's a likelihood that it's something you've heard and that has lodged itself in your heart somewhere and you're reproducing it by speaking it out. I came to encourage you, speak life. Speak life. Speak life. Let's say it together, speak life. life. Okay, that was a warm-up. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on. (laughs) One, two, three, let's shout it out together. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. You might need to come to the front because it will be easier. Thank you. Well, I'd been suffering with a a bad back, and my good friends um, Jane and Chris came around and prayed for me, and. 
immediately the pain had gone. And that night I hoovered all through the house because I hadn't done much hoovering. um, But in the morning when I got up, it was there again and it dragged me down and down. And I kept saying, Lord, please, I, I can't carry on with this. And the Lord showed me brought to my um, vision a picture of a packet of seeds I'd opened some weeks ago. And when I turned it over, it said, do not let these seeds dry out. And I thought, wow, Lord. And then he showed me again that don't dig them up just to see if they're growing. And I said, oh, Lord, thank you. And I realized that I have to um, accept what, what he says and move out in that power. And then to confirm it all, last Sunday um, I went to fetch my little great-granddaughter from the Sunday school, and what did they do but grow seeds? <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, so let's recap. Number one is what? Words represent seeds. Number two is what? Words release power. And if words release power, and there's power of life or death in our mouth, then we need to watch what we say. Because there's the chance that what you say, if it falls on good soil and it's bad seed, it will germinate into bad fruit. And if it's good seed and it falls into good ground, then it's going to grow into a good, a good plant and bear fruit for the glory of God. So I encourage you, watch what you say. And because you, um, Pastor Simon has been ministering with, in a, on the subject of healing, I'm believing God today as we are rounding up that if you have had words spoken over your life or you have been speaking words over your own life, that the power of the Holy Spirit, we will use, we will believe God to break the power of any negative words that have been spoken over your life. That you will come alive and fulfill the full purpose of God for your life. The third point is words reveal the heart. I will read Hebrews 11.3 very soon. Words reveal the heart. Okay. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Jesus says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If we want to know what's in our own heart, we must learn to listen to what we keep saying. Whatever we keep saying consistently is what is in our heart. Is that true? Is that true? Whatever you keep saying is what is truly in your heart. You can only pretend for so long. And very soon, what is really there comes out. And sometimes, what comes out is not the best. But at least, once we discover what is there, and we know the words represent seeds, and they've been germinating somewhere in our heart, and words have released power in an area of our life, we also recognize that words reveal our heart. God's word reveals his heart to mankind. When God speaks, it reveals his heart and his mind for us all. And when we take it on board, we know that this is what God means. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, the writer of Hebrews is saying, he says in verse 1 first, he says, by, he says, faith, now faith is 
the substance of the things we hope for, the evidence of what we do not see. Verse 2, he says, the ancients or, or the elders, the patriarchs, those who have gone before us, were commended for their faith. And in the verse 3, verse 3 just blows me away. He says, by faith. Somebody shout, by faith. Come on, you can do better than that. By faith. He says, by faith, we understand the world were created by the word of his command. That just gets me going, friends. He says, by faith, God spoke and things came to pass. And I like to, I like to pay. I like to picture it because when you look in Genesis verse, chapter 1 verse 3 says, And God said, and God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. When God speaks, power is released and things happen. And the Bible makes us to understand Genesis 1, 26, 27. We were created in the image of God and in his likeness. And he has also given us power to speak. And as we speak, power is released. I encourage you, speak life. Shout it out. Speak life. Okay, let's do it again. Speak life. Because words, remember, represent seeds. Words release power. And words reveal the heart. So, if words reveal the heart, words release power, and words represent seeds, James tells us, and I'm going to read this one. James chapter 3. I'll be grateful. Richard, if you could bring it up on the screen, please. James chapter 3. Let's read this together. Any version you bring up, I'll be happy. It's fine. We'll just read it on the screen. Okay, James chapter 3. Are you able to... I, we can't go off the, the slide and... Okay, all right, okay. All right, let's, let's, let's... I'm sorry, I didn't... I should have told you before. James chapter 3. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, James chapter 3. Am I getting across to you? Yeah. Okay. All right. James chapter 3, from verse 6. It's a long passage. Uh, I'll just take you from verse 6. From the NLT, he says, he says, and the, the tongue is a flame of fire. It's full of wickedness that can ruin your life. It can turn the entire course of your life into a blazing flame of destruction. For, it's, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Verse 7 says, People can tame all kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is an uncontrollable controllable evil. Full of deadly poison. Sometimes it pleases, sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it breaks out into curses against those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? 
Can you pick olives from a fig tree or figs from a grapevine? And he says, no. You can't draw fresh water from a salty pool. What he's saying is that if the heart is not right, the words cannot be right. The condition of our hearts really matter. That's why Paul then says in Colossians 3.16, let the word of God dwell in your heart richly. Because when the word of God dwells in our heart richly, it affects the way we speak. It affects the things we say. And I encourage you, if you don't practice this, it's good to speak out the word of God. And as you speak out the word of God, you're speaking out life. I encourage you, write down truths of the word of God and speak them over your life. Speak them over the church. Speak them over our town, over our nation. Declare God's truth. And when the church, sometimes the reason why our prayers are unanswered is that we negate our prayers by negative confession. I'll say that again. We negate our prayer by speaking negative things. I came to encourage you, speak life. Speak life. Speak life. If you're not quite sure, just say, Holy Spirit, I've not quite got it yet. Help me to get hold of it. Help me to catch it. I'm not asking us to deny our experience, but there is a greater reality. Because Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, the second part says, For we know that what, was, what is seen was created by what is unseen. The unseen creates the seen. Just as you cannot see my words, but they are life. Words are life or death. They release power. They represent seeds as a sower or sowing. That's why preaching makes a difference when people's hearts are open and the word of God enters the word of God like a seed germinates in the heart and life kingdom life is brought forth in the life of the person who is paying attention to the word of God he says the unseen created the seen I want to encourage you it's time to have confidence in the living word of God it's time that the church re recognizes and get, regains a fresh confidence in the spoken living word of God. Because words spoken from the word of God bring forth life. He says the unseen created the seen. And I encourage you, speak the promises of God over your life. The Bible makes us to understand, beloved, we are now a new creation in Christ. You are now a new creation in Christ. Now we are a new creation. He's not saying we will become. He says now. I encourage you. You might not feel like it. But beloved, it's not about how you feel. It's declaring what God has said. Because we need to regain a confidence in the word of the living God. Somebody shout amen to that.
The unseen created the seen. He spoke and light came. He said about the animals, be blessed, multiply. To the fish he said, fill the sea. And when he said it, they had the ability to reproduce. Because what he spoke created the ability for them to reproduce. To me, that's awesome. He spoke to the land. said, let it bring forth animals. The creative word brought it forth. And when the church regains a confidence in the word of God. We will know this thing works. It really does. But just as the enemy deceived Adam and Eve in the garden, did God say, he's still seeking to undermine the authority of scripture today and undermine our confidence. But I came to encourage you, the word of God is alive. That's a good place to say amen. I said the word of God is alive. We've got to believe it. That's where it starts. Words, you can tell I believe this. I really do. Words reveal the heart. The last point. Words reshape destinies. I've just been alluding to that in Genesis chapter 1. When God created Adam and Eve. One of the first things you see, he invites them to name the animals. It was very important that God did that. Because he wanted man to understand, I give you authority. And as I've created you in my image and likeness, I've put power in your mouth. And whatever you call it, I will say it's fine. So if they call something crocodile, God said, it's good. If they said, it's a monkey, God said, it's good. Why? Because God wants to teach man, I've created in you my image and I've put power in your mouth. Today, Many people are damaged because they've been told negative things. And somehow negative words have found themselves in good soil and have borne fruit. But may the word of God come alive in your heart. May the word of God bring forth fresh life in our hearts. In Matthew chapter 8, from verse 5 to 13, Jesus is asked by a centurion to do something amazing. 
So in Matthew chapter 8, reading from verse 5 to 13, he says, When Jesus arrived in Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed and racked with pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Then the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word. Oh, glory to God. (laughs) Just speak the word. Just speak the word. Whoa. This guy knew something that many people didn't know. Jesus says, don't worry, I'll come to your house. He said, no, Jesus, you don't need to come. You don't need to come. You don't need to come. I understand the power of words. And I know you're a man with authority. Just speak the word. Oh, glory to God. And my servant will be healed. Note, it was not Jesus that said, I will speak the word. It was the centurion that said, Jesus, you speak the word. And my servant will be healed. Oh, Lord. Burlington Baptist, I came to encourage you. May your confidence in the word of God come alive. That's a good place to say amen. Amen. May our confidence in the living word of God come alive. Because God speaks life. So, Jesus then responded. As the man said, I'm a man under authority. And uh, he says, "I, I say, go to my officers, and they go, I say to another, come, and he comes, do this or do do that, and they do it. Verse 10, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And turning to the crowd, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all the land of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be cast into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to him, Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go home. What you have believed has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. There's power in the word of God. In your mouth. In my mouth. There is power in the creative word of God. In our mouths. Don't treat this power lightly. It's sad that sometimes we just don't know who we really are. We are loaded with creative ability. 
to speak God's words of life. But many of us have just accepted the normality. I came to encourage you. There's life in you. Speak it forth. If you're in your school, you're a disciple of Jesus, you want to see a move of God, start praying for your school. Say, Jesus, may your glory manifest in this place. It may not happen overnight. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep speaking life. Keep speaking life. You're praying for a a situation that hasn't changed. Just keep speaking life. In the name of Jesus, I command this situation to change. I command this mountain to move by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, let there be change. Let there be change in Jesus' name. And sometimes when you begin to say it, you don't even believe it yourself. But keep saying it. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. Sometimes we repeat ourselves in prayer. Not because God needs to be reminded. It's for our own benefit. You understand? Because our hearts need to be persuaded in faith. That's why we need to keep repeating. And when faith is alive in our hearts, you speak it and you begin to see a change. Burlington Baptist, I believe your best days are ahead of you. Good. Let's say it again. I said, Burlington Baptist, your best days are ahead of you. Keep speaking life. Don't pull down the pastor. Don't speak behind one another's backs. Speak life of one another. Encourage one another as I round up. Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And sometimes we all miss the mark. And this morning, as I round up now, say, Lord, help me to be a good steward of my tongue. Do you mind if we bow our heads, please? Thank you, Jesus. In the last 30 minutes, I've been sharing with us the words represent seeds, words release power, Words reveal the heart. And words reshape destinies. If you're unwell today, or you know somebody who is unwell, and you like to stand in the gap for them, if you can relate to anything that has been shared today, and you can see the power of words in your life, if you have been limited in any way because words have been spoken over you, maybe from your childhood. Today you want to say, Jesus, I'm going to believe the words of life. First things first, if you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, today is a day of surrender. Today you can surrender to him and say, Jesus, I surrender to you who gives life. I submit my heart to you. I open up my life to you. Maybe there's even one person 
it will be worth it. Anybody here with our heads bowed, you'd like to surrender your life to Jesus? Anybody here? Okay. Since we're all believers, what I've been sharing in the last 35 minutes, can you relate to it? If you can, you can just put up your right hand and put it back down. Okay, well, many of us, that's good. As I said earlier, we all are products of what we've been hearing. We all are. As I was preparing for this, I said, Lord, I was praying for myself. Areas that have limited you, Lord. I pray, help me to take the limits of you. There's someone here today, you want to say, Lord, I take the limits of you. Have your way in my life. I will believe you again. My confidence in you is going to come alive. If that's you, you may either want to stand. If you'd like me to stand with you in prayer, just you can stand. If you can relate to the message and you'd like me to stand with you in prayer, you can stand on your feet. If you feel this message is for you, yes, Lord. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll be happy to pray for people at the end of the service. Okay. I'm just going to hand over the band very soon. But those of you standing, and if you're seated as well, let's just pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, can we all pray this together, please? Lord Jesus, your word is true. Help me. To regain confidence in the word of God. I speak life to every area of my life. In Jesus' name. Have your way. In my life. Father, I just want to pray for those who are standing specifically. I pray anyone who needs healing. I speak the word of life. The words of life that says, God loves you. You're loved by God. You're a new creation. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Receive life in your body. Receive life. I speak to bodies that are unwhole. If you're sick or you want to stand in for anybody who is sick, can we just do this for the next 30 seconds, please? If you want to stand in for anybody who is sick or you're sick in any part of your body, I'm just going to ask you, if you don't mind, you can stand on your feet. I'm just going to speak the words. Just place your hand where you're hurting your head, your stomach, wherever. Put your right hand if you can where you're hurting 
And I'm just going to speak life. I'm going to speak the word of healing. I'm going to just speak life to you. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing. Receive your healing by the power of the Holy Spirit. Command anything that is out of order to come into divine alignment. Receive in your body the power of the Holy Spirit. Receive your healing now. Receive your healing. Yes, somebody, your ears. The Lord is touching your ears. Receive in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Yes, some, someone, the Lord is restoring something. Yes, in the lower abdomen area, the Lord is restoring something. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I speak healing. I speak life in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. Somebody, I see your hand. The Lord is touching. The Lord is touching your hand and is restoring that hand to full capacity. Again, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Somebody, in your mind, the Lord is just sorting your mindset out. He's reordering your mindset. He's speaking life to you. Receive it in your body today in the name of Jesus. Receive life. You'll think different. You're going to think different. Speak light where there's darkness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor and the adoration. And all the saints said, Amen. 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 Amen.